Welcome back to Jules Just Vibes. As always, I am your host, Jules, and we're here to just vibe. I hope everyone had a very awesome weekend. Happy Thursday, and I hope you guys are also having a wonderful week and are getting ready for the weekend. This past weekend, I had the pleasure of traveling with my pop and my baby sister to Florida for some needed relaxation, but unfortunately, as you can probably tell by the way that I sound, I actually did not really find a lot of relaxation on my trip. This vacation that I had was probably the hardest vacation that I've taken in a long time, um, both emotionally and physically. I legitimately had to get new shoes because the ones that I had made my feet hurt so bad that I bruised my arch, and so I had to buy new ones. I had an emotional semi-breakdown. I'm not going to say it was a full breakdown, but it was a semi-breakdown over the fact that my thick thighs did not save anyone's lives, and it actually ended up in me like self-harming myself, which was not cool. And then um, now I've got a sinus infection that I am trying to sleep off, which is really great. Um, And so... All of that happened, and then I also got my period, and then I also could not go into the hot tub because the hot tub was broken. So it was just a long list of things that I was very unhappy about, and (laughs) unfortunately, um, that was my vacation, but I am back, and I'm ready to record, and as crazy as it is, I am ready to jump back in and keep doing what we do. Just a few things before we get started. Um, I understand that I put on Twitter, and if you guys don't follow the Twitter, it's now at JJVPod. That was one thing that I really wanted to talk about. Um, But first, You Season 4 Part 1 was going to be today, but I've decided to push that back to do both parts for Season 4 in one whole episode, so keep on the lookout for that. Um, An update on the handles for social media and also the fact that I now have an Instagram. So all the handles for social media are now going to be at JJVPod instead of at JulesJustVibes. So if you want to look up Instagram or Twitter at JJVPod, follow it. I'm posting uh, stuff everywhere all the time. It's the best place for offline updates and to just kind of get a little behind the scenes for JJV. The last thing I wanted to mention um, was I have a very special announcement to make for the month of March. So as you guys know, I have been teasing doing the Hogwarts Legacy review and I thought that because March had five weeks in it, I would do something very special for you guys and I would make March like full magic. And so all month long, every Thursday, you can catch Harry Potter-themed JJV episodes coming from the place of a very true Potterhead. There's five weeks, like I said, uh, so I decided to give you a full breakdown of the movies and the Fantastic Beasts movies uh, in time to get the Hogwarts Legacy review on March 30th. I know it is a lot farther than I had in mind, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to let my Potter knowledge flow and give you deep dives into the Harry Potter movies 1 through 8, and then, of course, all three Fantastic Beast movies, and then land with my expansive playthrough of Hogwarts Legacy. So starting next week, 
Uh, you can catch Harry Potter movies one through four to kick off our March Magic Madness celebration. That's what I'm calling it. March Magic Madness. Uh, so catch you guys on the Quidditch pitch March 2nd. You can tell I wrote that to be like a like a trailer pitch, but I just March 2nd, catch Harry Potter. And we're gonna keep going. So stay tuned. So I don't know about any of you listening, but when I feel as crappy as I do in this moment, I like to lean on my guilty pleasure movies. Well, as much as I would like to watch I Love You Man for the 20th time, my job is to bring you guys reviews on newly released media. So that's brought me to what will probably equally be as bad and guilty, Meet Cute. Meet Cute stars Kaylee Kyuko and Pete Davidson, and that right there was why I wanted to watch it. Pete Davidson has risen in stardom, mainly due to who he's landed as lady friends, and Kaylee Kyuko stars in The Big Bang Theory, as well as a slept-on series called The Flight Attendant. That show, by the way, The Flight Attendant, is a great show, and if you haven't seen it, it's an HBO Max series original, and it's really worth the watch if you like suspense. Meet Cute is an hour and 29 minutes, a Peacock original, and at first glance, the promo photo it has is a pretty standard rom-com photo, which is the main reason that I was interested. Yes, before you say anything, I do judge by the covers. You could stop there and just jump in headfirst, but I think it is worth reading the description, which kind of only solidified even more my desire to watch this movie. I'm going to read it right here for you guys. Sheila discovers a nail salon tanning bed is a time machine and travels back to make her boyfriend more perfect, unaware of how meddling in the past can ruin the future. Just gold, I tell you. Gold. So naturally, I had to dive in and watch what I am hoping is a train wreck, which coincidentally, in the more like this category on Peacock, the 2015 movie starring Amy Schumer, train wreck is actually listed. So obviously, Meet Cute is going to be top tier, right? Let's figure this out. I watched Meet Cute so you don't have to. Before I dig into the movie, let's get our rating scales out of the way. I'll be rating this movie on a scale of 0 to 10 for the following. Storyline, characters, and rewatchability. Just really simple ratings for a really simple watch. Alright, here's Meet Cute. Meet Cute starts with Sheila, played by Kaylee Kuko, mesmerized with Gary, played by Pete Davidson, at a bar. The bartender urges her to go over and say hi, and Sheila gets up and starts the exchange. Already you can see the awkwardness Sheila has, and this leads to some more awkward exchanges, but at the heart of this exchange is the meat cute where they order the same drink, and old-fashioned. After a bonding about how their parents gave them out-of-touch names, another coincidental echo happens, and then Sheila drops her bomb. Time traveler from the future, who knew everything Gary was going to say. Interestingly enough, it doesn't sway Gary away and the bonding begins. This kicks off a bunch of events and come cleans where we get more of the picture. There's a time machine at a nail salon which only lets you go back 24 hours. A good thing to note here is that Sheila was told the owner of the time machine went back in time to not buy the time machine, but yet the time machine was still there. Really, really interesting. Anyway, Sheila comes completely clean. She traveled to the past, 
murdered her previous self, and has lived the same day for about a week now. Apparently, in her standard timeline, the spark between Sheila and Gary is short-lived, and the magic she feels, she wants to keep feeling. After that confession, the next morning happens, and the same events take place. Although, interestingly enough, we do get a view of Sheila the morning after drinking coffee, only to be ran over by time travel Sheila. This leads to the Groundhog Day moments where Sheila talks to Gary and they have their date, except now there's little things that are different. And with difference comes more pieces of the puzzle. On the day Sheila discovers the time machine tanning bed, she was about to end her life. Opposed to the I was having a great day story that she initially told Gary. So she's starting clean every day, repeating it, and this apparently has been going on for three months. Although, after they've gone through the date, she says that it's five months. The next moments in this movie is just more passages of time, where Sheila kills her future self, tries to date Gary, and then the facade slowly cracks the longer that it happens. One year into doing this time traveling, and Sheila is also cracking, until she realizes that the same things she's been repeating might not be the way to Gary, and so she believes that she can change Gary. This revelation leads to a whole new day, a less than easy to kill Sheila, and a whole new Gary. This flips our script on the standard life Sheila has been living, which leads to another confession. Our time machine is not just 24 hours in the past and that's it, it's whenever in the past for only 24 hours, which explains why Gary is different and Sheila speaks about what she's changed. Gary spoke about how his dad died at a young age, so Sheila went back and played catch with Gary for years. She then confesses she also removed people from his life, including Amber, who was his longtime girlfriend, who they had just broken up before Gary and Sheila had just met. A huge fight with new Gary leads to Sheila undoing the changes she's made to get the old Gary back. Before going back to meet old Gary, Sheila talks to June, the nail salon technician who showed her the time machine, and June reminds her that pain and trauma make the person. And sometimes, with people, even if you go back, some things stick. There's even a really great moment between June and Sheila where Sheila is like, I'll go back and I'll remove your trauma and tell your parents how amazing you are. And June straight up is like, don't remove my trauma. Like, don't fuck with my trauma. Because my trauma is who I am and it is how I've made myself the person I am today. And I think that's just really great because... People would say that they could have a time machine, they would go and they would change things, but a lot of times you don't realize that the position you're in right now is because of the decisions that were made based on the trauma in your life. And I honestly just think that that's a great life lesson, and I wanted to put that in there. But anyway, let's continue on. So Sheila goes back, and fatefully, Gary is back to how Sheila remembers him, and they go about their date. Although something is different. Both Gary and Sheila in passing have glimpses of sadness inside themselves. Yet they keep walking and going on in this timeline. Sheila leaves out the talking of wanting to kill herself and just kind of lives in the moment with Gary. 
That is until the end where Gary calls Sheila out again, and Sheila gets a taste of her own medicine by Gary, who says maybe he'll take the time machine back. While Sheila is pleading that Gary is the only happiness she has in her life, Gary backs down and says maybe tomorrow to just to pacify her. Gary then goes to the salon to see June and try the time machine for himself. And so, Gary actually finds himself as the cable man in Sheila's story who was very nice to her, and says the phrase that Sheila's been saying to him since day one. It's okay for things to be messy sometimes. It's a very heartwarming moment. And back at the salon, Sheila gives up control and goes on to live for tomorrow. Or I guess decides not to live for tomorrow or go back. She then goes to the bridge where she was going to kill herself. Gary gets to Sheila and talks her down, asking her to get to the other side and take that leap instead of taking the leap that will end her life. And he talks about how he saw the future and that he knows that Sheila is in it and that he knows that she doesn't go through with it. And she pleads with him and tells him that there is no way she's not jumping off that bridge. He says that he can prove it and he starts to walk to the other side of the bridge. The camera follows Gary with no sign of Sheila. He reaches the end, he goes down the stairs, and in the background, you can see Sheila. Sheila chose to live for tomorrow. In a seemingly happy ending that bonds due to time travel, will Sheila and Gary make it? I guess it's really up to our own imaginations and guesses on how it's going to play out. This movie was far and away from good. It even had me guessing a few times if the film was more of a satire of the standard time machine movies. It often had that awkwardness and the tone was very confusing, but unfortunately the more I watched, the more that I was pretty sure it was meant to be a real movie. There were a few moments that had me emotional though. Knowing the state of Sheila's mind and just how much she put into the relationship with Gary, it was kind of heart-wrenching to see the spiral. However, I think seeing how intertwined Gary and Sheila's stories really were was a very interesting factor towards the end. Knowing that Sheila just happened upon Gary in a bar and latching onto this feeling inside of her that she didn't even know about, it begins to get to the laws of time travel. Because in this case, it definitely feels like the sentiment of that cable man visit for Sheila was in her core, and it was something that she kept with her. And I almost think that Gary took her by surprise and she became, for lack of a better term, obsessive. Because even though he was actually the cable man, it happened so young and Gary reminded Sheila of that moment. Whether it was actually Gary in that moment or not is a much more complicated story for another time. But I think the implication in the tone was there. Another thing that I want to touch on for a moment was Sheila's constant killing of her other self. In the beginning, it gave us that sort of, um, what moment, like Gary did when Sheila told Gary that she was killing her other self. And it's one of those moments that you don't really think about, but I think it also makes more sense to why she would do it. And when you find out that she was actually planning to kill herself initially, there's just something to seeing her run over herself over and over again. 
there's a little smile that happens. And it kind of gives her that satisfaction for the time being of killing herself like she wanted. Although it doesn't really quench her thirst for long, because inside she's still broken and empty, it gives her that little bit of happiness for the time being. I also just think the theme of how she's ready to kill herself and this time machine appears and her reaction is not, let's do it, it's more, fuck no, there's nowhere I would want to go because it's all shit. I truly think it's just such a real reaction for a person that's that down, and I'm happy that they put that in the movie. All in all, I would rate this movie a solid like 6 out of 10, but let's go ahead and break down that rating. First to rate is the storyline, and I'm going to rate that storyline a solid 4 out of 10. The premise is a little iffy, and it kind of feels like a spoof movie at its core. I think the elements in the movie, mainly the way it delivers its exposition, keeps your attention, but on the other side of the coin, delivering your info like that can get really confusing. Since the days that she's going on are ultimately the same, there's no real grasp of time until Sheila tells you how long it's been. Even then, you're kind of just blown away at how long it's been, and that she's gone and decided to live this life over and over again. I think even more crazy is she didn't think of switching anything up until she goes over the deep end and tries to fix his trauma. Although you start to notice things change before she goes and messes up his trauma, the drastic difference in Gary is a version of Gary that ultimately sets her off from it all. And then after fixed old Gary says that he'll just go back in time and pull a Sheila, it almost sobers her up and knocks some sense into her. Ultimately, there are parts of the story that save the movie, but the clunky, confusing parts really kind of hinder it. There were times as well where they were slow moving, and that just might be because it's repeating the days without changing anything. Now let's talk about the characters. Since this movie is mainly centered around one night being relived over and over again, I knew the character development was going to be minimal. Finding out the little bits of info about their family life repeatedly, you're almost left to your own imagination about what's happened in their life to make them that way. I know for me when I was watching, Sheila kept mentioning that this cable man was very nice to her, and just because this is the way that things have been in life lately, my version of nice to me was nefarious and would make the whole tone a little bit darker. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it was actually really wholesome and most likely Gary that helped Sheila realize that it's okay to make messes. On top of all that, I think there's a little bit of craziness when you think about who really said the make messes phrase first. We hear Sheila say it on the first date we witness, but we see later that it's Gary that tells her the phrase when she's a little kid, but in reality, doesn't Gary only know that phrase because Sheila but doesn't Sheila only know it from Gary? You could really go round and round, and while I love movies I keep you thinking, this one really twisted my mind like thin spaghetti. Other than that, the characters had some really good depth to them, and we got to learn a good bit about non-protagonist characters as well, and that made for good relatability. Overall, I'm just going to go ahead and rate the characters an 8 out of 10. And last, and absolutely the saddest category and most disappointing was rewatchability. This rating scale for me was very important in particular to how I was feeling because I really wanted like a new guilty pleasure movie that I could just have on the background when I feel as shitty as I do. And for obvious reasons I listed before, this movie is just not it for that occasion. 
While I won't knock the movie as a whole, its structure and sometimes confusing nature makes it so that the attention is on the movie almost 100% of the time. When I feel really crappy, using my brain is like the furthest from my mind, especially if like either my head hurts or I'm laying in bed and I'm probably even going to fall asleep. I normally want to watch movies that are kind of brainless. And so unfortunately, this kind of falls into the one-time watch category. So I'm putting rewatchability rating as like a 2 out of 10. I wasn't really going to put it like a 1 or a 0 because it's not like I wouldn't watch it again, but for the reason that I wanted to watch it and for the state of it being rom-com, it's not really one that I'm going to be reaching for. It's a little too heavy and it's not as lighthearted as you kind of would hope. All right, everybody, that was my review for Meet Cute. Do you think that I rated it too harshly? I would love to know your thoughts on it if you choose to watch that for this weekend. Um, I also, before I give the closing remarks, we had a very momentous thing happen over the course of this weekend. We surpassed a thousand listens overall. And we're constantly growing. I think that's like what's the craziest part about all of this is we're sitting now at 1,036 listens overall. And to me, that's huge. And so we keep growing. We keep doing this. I just wanted to personally thank you guys so much for continuing to listen and just urge you guys, if you have any feelings about the show, please rate it on any of the platforms. I have a feedback submission one on my website, JulesJustVibes.com. And I sincerely thank you and I urge you to give me all of the thoughts. Anyway, again, thank you so much for listening to this review. I'm sorry it's going to be a little bit shorter, but I, just like this movie, um, am trash. No, I'm just kidding. That's really harsh, but it, uh, it's definitely not one I want to dwell on very often, so... Thank you guys. I urge you to prove me wrong. Maybe there's some parts that are redeemable in this movie. Also, I want to say JulesJustVibes.com will also provide you with all the information you need for episodes upcoming, as well as, honestly, that is really the, the main feature of the website is just to give you an update on what's to come episode-wise. So if you're ever wondering what the next week is going to be, check the website, Jules Just Vibes. You can also put media suggestions and feedback uh, on the website as well. I'm always taking suggestions. They're always open and those will take priority over the scheduled episodes. All right, guys, I'm going to close it up here. Thanks again for listening. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram, those handles are at JJVPod or take a peruse around the website, JulesJustVibes.com for some really cool information. Thank you guys again constantly for supporting. Share this episode with your friends. Prove me wrong. And I will talk to you guys next week. Happy binging and I'll see you on the next one.